Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot HTM. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, we will give you the latest from Minnesota on the rioting, or as the media likes to call it, the peaceful protesting. They looted a Dollar Tree, and apparently a big gang of thieves made off with like $6 worth of merchandise. Who's responsible? Well, as usual, we're going to blame the media, we're going to blame some politicians, and we're going to blame the rioters. We will give you the latest from Minnesota and uh let you know if the Red Sox plan to play anytime soon. The Red Sox twins were postponed due to rioting yesterday. Also, we will tell you how the White House is reaching out to rednecks. We'll give you the latest on uh, Humpty Dumpty, Brian Stutler's ridiculous story on CNN. And we will bid farewell to Julian. Is he a Hall of Famer? What is... Uh, how is uh, history going to look back on the career of Julian Edelman? All that today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you, as usual, by DCU, uh, Digital Credit Federal Credit Union. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is it with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colleen, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, quick update, a quick morning update here from the Callahan Podcast. We uh, The rioting continues. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The peaceful protests continue. <laughs> um, as far as we can tell, there has there. No deaths, minimal arrests, and lots of laughs with the TV interviews. Uh, uh, both CNN and MSNBC, their street reporters, got uh, overwhelmed by uh, uh, men on the street interviews that got out of hand. Um, they were uh, swearing and uh, very colorful language. And MSNBC broadcast actually showed, uh, uh, um, aired the N-word 
which left uh, Rachel Maddow mortified. I don't know if you want to play that, Cullinane, or, I mean, a little bit of it. You know, we're not, uh, it, it's literally like two minutes long. There was two guys, both of them ranting and swearing and using the N-word, and the reporter, whoever it is, whoever it was, they don't know what to do because they are rooting for these people, the angry protesters. They're on their side. That The CNN reporter literally said to the guy, you know, I'm on your side when he said, get out of here, the media, you're the problem. <laughs> but it's it's 100% true. I'm not saying the media is the whole problem, but the media is a big part of the problem. As I, as well, I how, how much was it the press conference yesterday where they were talking? Was that, that was unbelievable. 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 When they have the police chief and he says rioters and the reporter, alleged reporter, says there were no riots. I'm going, wait a second. You're supposed I mean, <laughs> I, I, maybe you're a columnist, but you're supposed to be in the media and you're sitting there trying to change the narrative. We saw it with our own eyes. We saw riots. We saw stuff being thrown and we saw fires and we saw violence and, and stuff, you know, literally rocks and bricks thrown at the cops. That's a riot. And the media won't allow the chief, the police chief, who, by the way, I'm going to predict right now will be out of a job by the end of the week. He, he's he's much too uh, he's he's not playing along, um, and he's literally saying these are rioters, violent rioters, and the media will have no part of that. Can we play that? Can yeah. can we listen to that? That was incredible. One final question: What was your decision to issue a dispersal order um, while they were peacefully protesting in front of the uh, police station? What what led to you to issue a dispersal order? And then on the back end of that 10-minute dispersal order, then to issue out uh, CO2 canisters and gas uh, for the crowd. So, Can you talk to us about yeah, that? Just so everybody's clear, I was front and, front and center at the protest, at the at the riot. Um, we did not. Don't do that. There was no okay. riot. There was. So I was, we were being, the officers that were putting themselves in harm's way were being pelted with frozen cans of pop. They were being pel belted with concrete blocks. And yes, we had our helmets on and we had other protection gear, but an officer was injured, hit in the head with a brick. brick. That was a Hennepin County deputy. He was transported to the hospital. So we had to make decisions. We had to. All right. So th that's incredible. An officer is hit in the head with a brick. Now, obviously, I have no sympathy for Kimberly Potter. We'll get to her, Shadow, and we'll get to this incompetent fool. But can you imagine being a cop, being a chief? And you're doing your best. This is a crime-riddled town area, Brooklyn Center. And you get hit in the head with a brick, and the freaking media won't allow you to call it a riot. They're worried about, you know, the terminology you're using. It is the Donald Trump was never more accurate than when he said "enemy of the people." That is yep. the, that right there is an example of why he called them the enemy of people, and it's a good example. Mm -hmm. We saw with our eyes. We know. We know it was a riot. And and by the way, wouldn't the rioters <laughs> admit they were rioting? I mean, are they wor <laughs> are they worried about yeah. you know, the terminology? I mean, they're rioting. And what these is media clowns, these stooges, these absolute embarrassments say, no, no, it wasn't a riot. They're worried about what the chief is using for words. It's incredible. What is a protest in a Walmart called exactly? What do you call the looting of the Dollar Tree? Is that <laughs> peaceful? And I love how the, the reporter says, don't do that. Don't do that. In other words, don't do that. Don't call it a riot. We've already written the story. 
about the peaceful <laughs> protests. Don't start using terminology that's going to make us compel us to have to drastically change our stories. This is a late night. We've already missed the first deadline. We're not doing it again. We've already written about the protest. But, it, it, but also, so dishonest. It's just dishonest. Well, what if it's not dishonest, Jerry? What if they think that police getting hit in the head with bricks isn't a riot, isn't unlawful? What if they think that's the status quo and that's acceptable? They, well, there's no question. They support that. And I was going to get to this later, but let's do it now. There are a number of people who are responsible when there is, you know, when a Dollar Tree in a minority neighborhood is looted and they don't condemn it. I mean, as we've said many times, the worst one of all is my crazy congressperson, Ayanna Presley, who said we need more unrest in the streets as long as she's she's uh, supporting it, even applauding it. You have the media, you know, the, the, the Joy Reeds and Chris Cuomo's who not just who don't just make excuses or rationalize for it. They literally romanticize it. This is the mm -hmm. voice of the unheard. How many times have you heard that ML King MLK uh, quote? It's rioting is the voice of, uh, of the unheard. So they use, you know, Martin Luther King to defend the people, the criminals who loot a Dollar Tree in a in a minority in a working class neighborhood? Who is that helping? Who is it? Who is it hurting? I'll tell you what's hurting: the guy who owns it, the people who work there, mm -hmm. uh, who loot a Walmart, a Target, a GameStop, a Foot Locker. Is that really the voice of the unheard? Do you really think Martin Luther King was talking about people who smashed the windows, went in and robbed and took sneakers or took? What, what do you take at a Dollar Tree? You know, like, you know, little bottles of shampoo. I mean, what do you, what do you, pencils? I'm blown you, away by the auto parts store. It's like, what, how, don't you have to look up what part to get for like a 92 Celica? Does that I take they, time? <laughs> I think they sell some shirts and hats and stuff that say, you know, like whatever, uh, you know, Porsche on them or something. You could get some pretty cool hats. But I, I went into a Dollar Tree for the first time in my life a couple of weeks ago. And you know what's amazing, Shattuck? Everything in there costs a dollar. I thought yeah. it was a gimmick. I thought it was a gimmick. There was some stuff that was a dollar. And once you're in the store, over here, we have the real nice stuff that costs like $4. Everything in the store is a dollar. And these these people, these criminals, are going in there and robbing them blind. This place that's catering to people that don't have you know a lot of disposable income in a, in a tough neighborhood. And the place is destroyed. And here's, I, I blame three people. I blame politicians like Ayanna Presley and AOC, mm -hmm. who said famously, they just want bread. They just want bread. That's, yes. why, they're, <laughs> that's why they're robbing GameStop and Foot Locker, because they want bread. Uh, Ayanna Presley, uh, who said, you know, we need more of this. We need more rioting. She's talking about, uh, can you imagine being an owner of one of these stores or just a manager of GameStop or Foot Locker or, and, and, you hear your congressperson say we need more of this kind of crime. It, it's it's madness. And then the media uh, and Kamala Harris and I love Kamala Harrison with both the politicians and the celebrities. You know the John Cena's and the Ben Stillers and the rest of these these a holes who donated money and 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 said you know I want to bail them out. I want to bail out the criminals who are robbing businesses blind, destroying property. Here's the money. I mean. We all we already been over the comparison to January six, where you have people who are still in jail for trespassing three months later. There's no one bailing them out. No one right. wants to bail. Not only do you make bail if you're uh, on the right side of the uh, of the fight, if you're 
in BLM or in a T-foot, you, you, you're out in like in 10 minutes. We were just talking about the rioting last night in Portland, and there's a more wild video of, of guys throwing uh, rioters, throwing things, setting fires, throwing things at cops. And uh, Andy No, the, the guy who tweets about it and tweets out a lot of videos, says, this was going on all night in Portland. There were no arrests. The cops didn't want to arrest or were under orders not to arrest anyone so as not to uh, escalate the situation. Right. So they get to destroy property, break, literally throw stuff at cops, shoot fireworks at cops, set fires, and they don't get arrested. It's it's just no, mind-blowing. Not only do they not get arrested, but they've scared the mayor out of Portland. He moved out of his apartment in Portland. They own the streets there. You're right. And because, you know, a year ago when there were arrests, it was Trump throwing people into minivans, you know, wantonly kidnapping people. <laughs> with a, it, It's crazy. And, and you talk about Eliana Presley saying we want unrest in the streets if there's unrest in our lives. Well, great. Because of her policies, you had unrest in the streets in Dorchester where a grandmother was just shot while sitting on a porch, shot and killed in front of two little girls. You know, because there's freaking crime is rampant in all major cities now. And Boston is not exempted from this. So this I blame is- I blame politicians, celebrities and, mm-hmm. and the media, the media. You'll see it again this uh, all this week. They'll be we'll be saying uh, we understand the frustration. We understand the anger. This is what happens when you don't. And I'll, I'll sit there and go, well, of course, we understand the anger. Everyone should be angered at what uh, this officer, Kimberly Porter, did and the way Dante Wright's life ended. I mean, it's incompetence. It's 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 negligent. She, she I mean, she's fired. She should be prosecuted. I mean, uh, cops will be uh, will, uh, should be disgusted. Everyone should be disgusted. But to get from there to the Footlocker or from there to to the Dollar Tree is 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 insane. I mean, to say I understand that's why they're looting a store. No, your job. As a leader, whether you're a politician or you know or, or, or a celebrity, should be to condemn in the strongest terms. How hard is that? I said it all summer. Can't we all agree on one thing? You know, you, you know, we want unity under Joe Biden, the great unifier. Can't we all agree, Shattuck, that rioting? I mean, that yeah, rioting, looting, burning, stealing is bad. When do we get to the point where that's disputable or that's a great debate uh, point to debate? Right, destroying a Dollar Tree or a GameStop, ruining property, throwing bricks at cops—it's bad. It's wrong. not only is it bad, Jerry, but who's it bad for? And we talk about this year. You know, it, you watched the Jim Crow Masters last week in the All Star Game in Georgia was a return to Jim Crow, etc. What we're doing to these black neighborhoods—that is more in the spirit of Jim Crow than anything. For right. now, two years in a row now, in the name of racial reckoning, we're suppressing black activity outside their own doors. You know, we're ending black lives. There's more violent crime, up 200% in some cities. And, you know, you talk about, at the end of the day, the existential damage done to the black community. We have screwed the black community this last year more than we have in 50 years. Consider this. Consider what what upset corporate America and the media. I lumped them in. Corporate America, we know these CEOs that met the other day. We know we've heard from, you know, Coca-Cola and Delta Airlines and United what upset them? The people of a state, in this case, Georgia, but it's happened in many other states, want people to show an ID when they vote. And 80% of the public, probably more, wants people to show an ID. Very popular, very common sense. Not 
exactly you know incendiary it's just common sense show an id when you vote we want to make sure it's you that 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 led to boycotts mlb pulling out will smith uh, pulling his movie out of georgia it, it led to meetings among ceos corporate heads saying what are we going to do to these states that demand ids when you vote that upset courtroom in america they will condemn that in much stronger terms they'll take action against that what will they do about people literally destroying businesses small businesses not you know big ones like 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 amazon or apple but you know uh, uh, the dollar tree so they so so will will corporate america will any of these a holes like that 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 british guy from coke or uh, tim cook <laughs> or or arthur blank will any of them come out and strongly condemn black lives matter today Exactly the opposite, Shattuck. This is where we reach this point of yeah. insanity. Instead of condemning Black Lives Matter for organizing these riots, for destroying property, destroying small businesses, they will support them. They will send them checks. So you're literally bankrolling the rioters in the same at the same time. You're saying we are not going to do business in a state that wants uh, citizens want to show an ID when they vote. Yeah, no, it's a it's a class thing. The people in the upper classes and in Wellesley, you know, they feel that you know this is the right side to be on. I don't have to really put any skin in the game. I just have to change my Facebook avatar and uh, you know slogan ear here for a couple of days and vote for the right people, and they feel good. And it's it's ridiculous because it doesn't do any good. These are the same kind of people who change the Indian names of their towns. There's no more Sachems or Red Raiders or Warriors. You can't have the Wakefield Warriors anymore. Because all the white people, the guilty-feeling white people in, in Wakefield have said, we need to change this. This is hurting Native Americans. Native Americans are hurting. There's an opioid problem, an unemployment problem. There are real problems. You could actually do some real stuff to help Native Americans if you wanted to. They're not moving their assets no, to do any of that no, stuff. No. It's just to feel good to their friends on Facebook. That's it. This is the this is the Range Rover uh, crowd here, just, uh, you know, petting each other and feeling good about, uh, you know. <laughs> I was... I was shocked that we actually had rioting. We still do every night in Portland and Seattle and now in, in Minneapolis, uh, even though Uncle Ben is no longer on the rice box and Aunt Jemima is not on the syrup bottle and the guy playing Cleveland on Family Guy is, is black. So I thought that would have solved everything. But who knew? We still have these issues. Here's the other thing. And, and, and I mean, it, it does kind of uh, illuminate the insanity. Uh, of it all. I mean, did you see Rashida Tlaib's tweet in response to this, in response to this, um, this shooting here, here's Congressman Rashida oh, Tlaib. She says it wasn't an accident. Policing in our country is inherently and intentionally racist. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I'm done with those who condone government funded murder. No more policing, incarceration and militarization. It can't be reformed. Okay, the, the level of stupidity and insanity in that from a sitting congressman is beyond words. You Everybody's condemned what Kimberly Potter did. I mean, it, it, she shouldn't have been there if mm -hmm. she's that incompetent that she doesn't know her taser from her gun. The police chief, to his credit, didn't. there's no cover-up. This wasn't like Andrew Cuomo. He wasn't covering up the crimes. He flat out said she made a mistake. Yeah, she she grabbed she used her gun when she thought she was using a taser. You can hear the sound when you watch the video. She says, "Oh my oh, uh, was she, oh shit, I shot him." You know, it's on the front page of 
all the and New York Post and Daily News, same front page. Oh shit, I shot him. That's the quote. She was shocked. She thought she was using a taser. That's not an excuse. It's just a fact. She's negligent. She's screwed up. She's been fired. She'll be prosecuted. There's no evidence there's anything racist about it. I mean, just the assumption from absolute demagogues and fools like Rashida Tlaib saying, um, you know, it's obviously racist. What, why is it obviously racist? She almost, she, her partner, who's a black mm -hmm. guy, right? Or, he's with her. She almost shot him for Christ's sake. She's so uh, incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. So nobody's defending her. She's already fired. She'll be prosecuted. Nobody's saying that that was the proper protocol, the way some do with uh, Derek Chauvin. And, and God knows his defense is making a case as we speak. But the, everyone condemns her. Everyone says, you know, she screwed up. Everyone says she shouldn't even be on the job. She's already been fired. So what good does it do to uh, to add to this this racist, uh, to, to create a racial divide where there is none. I mean, they're literally, I mean, I don't know if you saw Dan Bongino and, uh, and Geraldo Rivera screaming at each other last night on, on, I think it was on Hannity, but it's, but Bongino was right. Geraldo was making it all about race when there's no evidence. I mean, what, what makes it just cause the criminal's black and she's not, that means it's, it's definitively racist. Is that where we are? There has never been a more straight up uh, in overt explicit, example of incompetence than what she did i mean that is freaking god moronic i i don't i mean that is so freaking stupid and maybe that uh, you know has to do with the fact that maybe she felt more threatened in the situation which is part of another conversation we're probably not allowed to have um but i mean for rashida Tlaib to say no more policing incarceration and militarization what's the intellectual uh grand plan then then if, if we don't have any of those concepts anymore and like you said does that go for the the guys with antlers who are in jail right now no does it go for derek chauvin because if they convict him does rashida Tlaib want him incarcerated that would be my first question do you think he should be incarcerated or do you just put him in a you know some rehab program it's just madness the people that there's extremes on both sides but the extremes on one side which would be i don't know the the the, the the Viking man or, or whoever on the right, you know, QAnon, whoever that is, they, they can't even, you know, tweet. I mean, they don't have any voice. They, they can't go on Facebook. They don't go on TV. The extremes on the left are in Congress. <laughs> I mean, they're in Congress. They're, they're in the Senate. We're talking about hell in, in Minnesota. It's the attorney general, Keith Ellison, as radical as they come, he hates America. You know, he, he, this is, this is who is the attorney general of top law enforcement officer in the state we're talking about. And, and, and when you think about it, Ayanna Presley, AOC, uh, uh, Rashida Tlaib, Elon Omar, these are powerful congressmen. My, uh, well, AOC's got 12 million followers on Twitter and she's a complete radical lunatic right that's it, the it, difference and they they will they will make this about race they will intentionally fuel the flames uh fan the flames of racial hatred because it's good for their brand there's no evidence here those people as soon as somebody dies and somebody will you know they will have blood on their hands if you are are making this about race when there's no evidence that it was about race and you are blaming everybody uh, not just kimberly potter you have blood on your hands when this gets out of control. As I tweeted, some fed up 
gas station owner is going to sit in the plate when it's in the dark with a shotgun, like in the movies waiting for the looters. And he's going to blow one of them away. That person, when they die, their blood is on the hands of Ayanna Presley, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Kamala Harris, uh, uh, Chris Cuomo, um, you know, you name it the, in the media, Joy Reid. These people are not just like, like trying to rationalize it. They're literally encouraging it and making it racial when there is no evidence of, of, of a racial issue here. Right. And why can't they fix their own districts? If you look at Ilhan Omar's district, no there's these are crime-ridden districts, many of these districts, with municipalities that are run completely soup to nuts by Democrats, good liberals, good progressives. A lot of money poured into these districts, and they're still hellholes. We're still okay. It's it's still okay that the Democrat-run city of Chicago on the south side is uh, is like Fallujah. There's still a handful of body bags every night in Chicago, and yeah, it's just two nights ago. What was there? Fifteen people shot two nights ago, three nights ago, and and not a word, not a word from any of the the above of uh, you know Sheeta Talib or AOC. Not a word. And no, they, they would never ever think of going there. They would they they don't tweet about it. It, unless they it, can make it racial, they don't care. Unless right. they blame it, a white, you've, you've followed uh, Ayanna Presley, everything she does, everything she says about, you know, the vaccine, about the virus, everything is about race. That's all of it. Race and equity, which is one and the same in her, in her mind. It's, it's incredible. And there's just, in, in, you know, no pushback. There's no pushback saying, what are you talking about? You crazy person. It's not this, there's no evidence that Kimberly Potter was motivated by race. You're making that up. And not only are you making it up, what you're doing, when you make it up, you make matters worse. Does anyone disagree with that, that they make it worse? Of course. Of course they do. If she was motivated by race, I think she'd have a different partner to, to start with. Um, but you're right. Of course they make it worse. They're sowing the seeds for the disaster that's going to happen. We all know, and not only them, but it's it's also validated by, by corporations. You know, because... <clears throat> Because this woman, this cop, you know, instead of tasing a guy, shot him to death. Now, because of that, Delta's got to hire more blacks and women and make sure that it's 50-50 in the future. Right. It doesn't make any frigging sense. But these are the things these corporations are doing now. And they're, they're codifying all these fallacies. Like this, there's not a, black men are not being hunted by cops. It's not happening. If black men are being hunted, it's by black men. If white men are being hunted, it's by white men. This is... This is craziness here. Nobody wants to fix the problem, Jerry. That's the thing. Well, you and saw the poll. You saw that poll uh, a couple weeks ago. There was a a majority of Democrats thought the number of unarmed black men killed by cops was somewhere between a thousand and ten thousand last year uh, in a year. The, the in two thousand nineteen, the real number is thirteen, I believe, and they thought there was at least a thousand. So where do they get that notion? It's from the media. It's from the mainstream media. It's from this, this notion that, as you said, as LeBron James said, they are hunted like, like, yeah. like you know, whatever animals, like deer, when they leave their homes. They're hunted, which is a complete fallacy. And it's not just wrong. It's irresponsible. You make people believe that cops are hunting them and shooting them in cold blood. No wonder they hate cops. I mean, yeah. there's a reason there's that animus between the general public in these in these neighborhoods and these and these cities when when they're told over and over again that cops are hunting and shooting them unarmed you know, black men when it just is not true. I mean, it's just false. 
of course they're going to be pissed off the way they are right now. It's and it's not enough blame is placed on the media. But anyway, let's get to a couple things here. Let's. Uh, I here's here's what I want to know. This kind of wasn't uh, made a big deal uh, when it happened, but when the city of Minneapolis agreed to pay George Floyd's family, you know, just as the trial for Derek Chauvin was starting, twenty-seven million, and then a week later you're hearing the evidence and you're going. Wait a second. He's gonna. He might get acquitted. He might be convicted of much lesser charges. He didn't. You know, Derek Chauvin didn't necessarily murder George Floyd. That's still to be determined. Not only did they affect the the, the jury when they made that decision, but they came to a number to give twenty seven million dollars to the family of George Floyd, a, a, a admitted uh, drug addict and small uh, petty thief or criminal or whatever. Um, what, what does that, what kind of precedent does that set? How much do they have to pay Dante Wright's family now who was clearly, uh, well, uh, I mean, Dante Wright, I think has a good case for a civil, civil, right. civil so, civil. so you start at 27 million, right? So yeah. we're talking 30, 40, 50 million. Um, how much money does, uh, you know, Ashley Babbitt's family get when, who was shot dead, um, unarmed in the Capitol by a Capitol police officer who still has not been named. We already know everything about Kimberly Potter. God knows we know everything about Derek Chauvin. We don't even know the name of the guy who shot Ashley Babbitt in the throat and killed her because she was trespassing in the Capitol. Now you could say, and every time I bring this up, it's all, you know, she, she shouldn't have been there. Well, did you see what Dante Wright did? He tried to jump in the car and get away. They had a warrant for his arrest. They were taking him in. He resisted arrest and tried to drive away. That doesn't. That's not a death penalty, uh, uh, right? Uh, crime. But yeah, but there was no determination made to to kill Dante Wright. There was a determination made to tase him, and she was a moron. So right. Um, but I also I also disagree with you about the capital. I think that they had the, the. I have no problem with them shooting somebody trying to jump into jump into the to the uh, chambers, but but. Uh, these payouts she's trying to get through a door and she they shot her would you have been okay if they killed like 50 of them i'm just one is that okay? i would have had i think that they could do to protect the congressman i think they, they were could do the whatever congressman they, were no danger they, none of them were any danger at this point i mean they do you think we should know who the cop was i mean should he be named should he be questioned should everyone or should just be up oh, she shouldn't have been there she was trespassing you know, I think I think uh, the public has a right to know. Sure, sure, but I don't think I, I think that these the, the thugs inside the White House were absolute thugs, and many of them were violent. And a lot of them, if, if were there to do damage, so I don't have a problem with the cops doing. I'm surprised only one person got shot. I'll tell you that. <clears throat> but I mean, should she be compensated? I don't know if she should be compensated. But but this but these other people. We don't have to worry about that. She's not going to get compensated. She's on the wrong side. If she were Antifa and she were trying to burn the Capitol down or she were trying to hit a cop in the face with a brick or blind him with a laser, her family would be compensated. Right. And actually, and if you look at like uh, Antler guy, I mean, he's like any clueless stoner out there. I don't think he was being violent at all. He was just a moron and shirtless and sitting in the speaker's chair for a moment. I mean, I don't know why he's still... uh, uh, incarcerated. He's, he's, right he's facing like ten years Tom, <laughs> for doing that, for dressing up like a and and larping. In yeah, the if Biden wasn't a, a, a incoherent moron, then he should probably try to sweep these guys. Just pardon them all, 
uh, all the nonviolent. Pardon them all. Just let them out and let them face trial. Well, but it would be a good charge them with trespassing and give them a big fine if you want. Or, I think or it would show service. It, That's what you do with trespassers. But, but if anyway, he was, if he was a uniter, Jerry, it would be a good move, kind of like a Shays Rebellion kind of I, uh, move. Did, didn't we talk when the twenty-seven million came out about uh, with George Floyd's family? Didn't we talk about a, a precedent that was set earlier? Wasn't there a cop who? who shot somebody in that family got $20 million, but that cop was already convicted, I believe. Wasn't that? Yeah, that I was, was going to say, why Why did they rush to that? And how did they get to the number of 27? And they rushed to it before the jury was even seated. It was bizarre. Well, they probably so, looked, they well, looked at a situation yeah. like this. They just about, they paid somebody $20 million, but it did that That wasn't as much of a story as George Floyd. This was a, you know, obviously this... Chauvin, Chauvin, if Chauvin gets acquitted, do they ask for the money back? I mean, how's that well, work? Well, no, I think that's one of the reasons they gave him the money. I think they knew that they didn't have a case going in, and I think also that they were they wanted the fires to stop, and at least, at least the, you know, the, the public leaders could say, hey, look, we paid off the family. We did something right before you burn stuff. Well, it's, <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, obviously this they've already hired Benjamin Crump, the family of Dante Wright. They're going to get at least $27 million, The 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 uh, the the floor has been established, and, and and we'll we we'll see the video a thousand times. I think what uh, what we should take away from that obviously is she was incompetent. She screwed up. She's going to face the consequences. But what was he doing? What did he think he was just going to get in the car, get away, and live happily well, ever after? Isn't I mean, that interesting? He, thing jerry when you it's just like when we were talking about how the reporters don't want the cops to call it a riot and yell at them it's like we never even we never talk about the fact that all of these guys were resisting law enforcement all of and these that, people were being unlawful none of these incursions would have happened if there wasn't lawlessness happening on behalf of uh, the perpetrators it's right like, and, and and I mean that's is that the message to you know young guys black guys in the community like if the cops pull you over you know don't go with I mean, get take off I mean what good does it do is there ever a happy ending when you try to run from the cops or resist arrest I know George Floyd was not right. of sound mind he was he was maniacal you know high and he was just crazy and he was uh, not cooperative but what did Dante Wright think was going to happen. He was going to get in the car and take off, and then what? <laughs> it just seems crazy, and he obviously did not deserve to die. But I'm not sure what he was thinking, and uh, I don't. I'm not sure we're allowed to ask that. But what the hell was he thinking? It's well, crazy. if you're ever going to run and try to get away from the cops without ramifications, this is the time to do it, right? I mean, you better hope he... it's. You better hope she knows her taser from her from her uh, right. sidearm. That's right. all I can say. <laughs> but here's, and I said this. I've been saying this. I'll say it all last summer. I'll say it again. There's a reason for this unrest, and it's not just because uh, politicians like Rashida Tlaib and Ayanna Presley encourage it, romanticize it. It's because there's no consequences. There's no, there's no accountability. It's amazing when you think about it. If you're a law-abiding citizen, or you know, if this was I don't know more, a year ago, and you thought. I'm going to take this rock. I'm going to throw it at the cops. I'm going to take this brick. I'm going to whatever. I'm going to I'm going to set this fire. I'm going to go into this footlocker and grab some stuff. You're thinking, will I get arrested? Will I get charged? Will I go to jail? Will it be on my record? Your your natural inclination is to think, what are the consequences? Well, the answer in the last year, at least since you know BLM mobilized in in these cities, is there are no consequences. You know, mm -hmm. there's no great 
uh, price to pay for most rioters, looters, uh, thieves, you know, these violent criminals. Hell, in Portland, you can literally try to kill a cop and not do a day in jail, not do a day in, in prison, not pay a fine. So when they're sitting there yesterday and they're gathering and it's a peaceful protest before the curfew, you're wondering what happens next? Well, the question should be, the question to me was, why not riot? You know, if you're, you know, right. if you're a pissed off young guy and you're pissed at what happened at Dante Wright, you're in Minnesota, why not smash a window? And I mean, obviously there's the moral, you know, the, the moral uh, dilemma, I guess, in your mind, but legally you're thinking, I can do that with no consequences. The well, politicians, my representatives, yeah. the media, the freaking vice president. They have president. insurance, Jerry. They have insurance. They have insurance. Good point by you, Shattuck. You have, so, so, so you can rationalize it easily because nobody is making you pay the price. There are no consequences. And not only that, I mean, you get the attention, as we mentioned, in corporate America, they give BLM money, even though BLM is a violent Marxist organization, not always Marxist, not when there's some <laughs> fine real estate for sale in Topanga Canyon, then we can be, then we, then we lean, you know, capitalist. But, but uh, the, the idea that you, um, you can do these things, not go to jail, not pay a fine, not have a record, not really pay any price in the long run. What's the deterrent? You're right. No, there isn't. And you said if you're a pissed off young guy, you don't have to be pissed. You can be a very pleasant minded young guy and be perfectly content. There's still you might be a capitalist. There's still there's there's, uh, you know, there's utility in having an armful of Nikes, new Nikes. You know, it, it, a lot of these looters are not they're not mad. They're having a ball. This is fantastic. Everything's free at the Walmart. As long as you <laughs> well, the guy, the the guy stole the podium back to the Capitol. That guy would probably do 20 years. The guy who stole the podium. If you yes. steal a TV or remember the guy who stole a washer or washer dryer out of a Walmart in, I believe it was in Philadelphia, and they had him go behind the cat. The guy was doing a live report. And the guy was <laughs> yeah. That guy, not even an hour. He won't go to jail for 10 minutes. It's just bizarre but, to but, me. And this is where, Jerry, the real systemic racism comes in. And I'm actually using that term seriously here. Because if if nineteen or 17-year-old Jerry Callahan um, was part of looting, in, in a Walmart, um, what would be the, the deterrent to not do that again when you got home? Oh, it I mean, it would be the it'd be the reason I made every decision was fear of my parents, fear of right. my father, mainly of of not just getting punished but disappointing him, letting him down. You're right. That that I mean, obviously, that's the biggest problem in in inner cities today is you know fatherless homes or. Uh, you know, 70-something, 73% of, of black kids are in a single-parent home right now. It's it's obviously the single biggest yes. issue. And it's incentivized but, through government. Right. You know, these right. mothers get government checks and benefits. We're incentivizing this. We've destroyed dumb upper-class whites have destroyed the black communities, made it their little pet project. You know, and they're just throwing money at them and it clears the conscience. Meanwhile, we've destroyed the black community, which in some ways was living more of fruitful lives, you know, before the 60s. I mean, obviously, Jim Crow is a horrific and deadly thing. But, you know, to destroy like, the black like, family was it was it was the magic uh, ingredient to what we have now. And now the big 
you know, the, the, you know, the, the corporate, the woke corporations and the media and the, and the, you know, the, the Range Rover liberals out there, they don't think, you know, they're black, uh, fellow citizens can actually secure an ID to vote. That would be that that's asking too much. They're the racist. That's, that, that's the ultimate that's right. uh, soft bigotry right there. So you're, you're, you're not smart enough to get a little picture. And, and even if you get one, you don't know which number is your driver's license number to put on the application. That's well, they can't use computers according to Joe Biden. Right there, right there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what else is nuts? And I can't imagine it. <clears throat> this happening even a year ago, but 5, 10, 15 years ago. The potential for rioting, for civil unrest, leads Major League Baseball to cancel a game. Cancel it. Just, okay, well, we don't want... And I believe was yesterday was two o'clock, right, Cullinane? No, yesterday was a night game. Today's two o'clock. No, I, I think yesterday know, was an afternoon about. game. Yesterday, because yeah, yesterday people, there were fans yesterday in that. Yep. Yesterday okay, was two thirty, I think, or two ten. Um, One ten local time in Minnesota. Okay, so so it's a date game. So it the only way it's affected by the uh, curfew, the seven p.m. curfew, is if it goes into extra innings, I guess, or if it's a really long game. So. They cancel the game saying, out of respect? Respect for what? I mean, it, a crime we think was committed. This incompetent cop shot a, 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 a guy who was wanted and uh, had a warrant for his arrest. He tried to take off. She shot him. I mean, I'm sorry, but those kind of things happen in this country of 330 million. You're going to set a precedent. So when there's a, a shooting, you're going to say that shooting is so bad because because why? Because she's a cop and he's a criminal. Because he's black, she's white. What are the rules for canceling games because right. of things? Because of crime, uh, or 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 violent interaction with with cops? Today, this is probably going to be more riding tonight, right? Yes. Yeah. So, do you play tonight? I don't know. It matters what happens in the police log. I guess I don't know. I it, it, it and also it's not just. If there's police incursions where a minority is killed, it's also what the state legislator is doing. So is the state legislature passing laws that are <clears throat> oppressive? Are they thinking of it? Should you fire a preemptive round by canceling games? I don't see how this stops, especially with, it, it, I mean, the Red Sox, you know they were thrilled to to cancel the game. <clears throat> Why? But I don't see. Oh, because they yeah. Because that's I mean, the, they're, that's they're a, put out no, today, today's 210. I'm looking at it right now. It's today's April 13th, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Red Sox at Twins, uh, Martin Perez against J.A. Happ. I got, well, got the lineups. Um, well, I actually can't have a lineup yet, but uh, stats. So they played a couple of years ago. In, they played so in Camden Yards when those riots were going on a couple of years ago. Are you um, supposed to cancel today's game? Because the people are still pissed off. There's still a tragedy here, and it's maybe, still unfolding. Um, maybe. You know, hey, but it, I listened to your old station yesterday. Once the news broke, did you listen at all? You probably didn't. I did not. I've gone I've gone a year and a half totally cold turkey. I haven't heard one second, I swear to God. I haven't until this, and I've turned on your old station, and uh, Glenn and uh, Maloney, Maloney were talking about it. Um, but very carefully for one segment and went right oh, it's into a good, Edelman. It's a good, I should have texted Glenn because 
they, they, you're not allowed to do anything but the single, whatever the most boring sports topic is that day, that's what they're required to talk about. They're not allowed to talk about, you know, whatever lockdowns or. Right. Like, no, they, you know, they, they went you know, into uh, the Patriots player who tweeted something or something, but not, uh, not about race or anything or politics, when, just about getting paid. I, I guarantee there was a program director with his finger on the button because they had to talk about the Red Sox game getting canceled, mm -hmm. but they probably couldn't really tell you why. Well, actually, it was one. Of, I mean, I think one of the first tweets I saw was actually Jamel Hill talking about this, and she actually was oh, right. right. Which was if you if you look at the twin statement on why they canceled the game, nowhere in the twin statement did they say they were canceling because of safety risks in their in their statement. It literally John Heyman, John Heyman put out a tweet uh, and he said the game has been postponed due to curfews and potential for riots. And I believe the twins and other, you know, media members said, "Oh, that's not true." Of course it's true. What else would it be canceled for? Out of respect, out of respect for the family, that's not why you can't they don't cancel games because a a 20-year-old guy they died not anymore, Jerry? Shot in in 2021, maybe you do now. This is your you're showing your corporate wokeness now by saying, "Hey, we're punishing you. You have to pay for this um, Brooklyn Center or whatever it's called because your police were bad. You don't get to have the game now." And this is how we react. There was, as there a was no there was no safety concern at 2:10 in the afternoon. There were safety concerns at if you want to talk about a 7:30 start or a 7:05 start, but 2:10 in the afternoon was no safety. But concern. the stadium wasn't going to be and filled anyway. Says, I just clicked on this is the uh, Boston Red Sox. Um, it says postponed. Can you confirm that today? No, today it says t Tuesday. I mean, I could literally. Uh, oh, my God. That's crazy. It says Tuesday, April 13th. Red Sox at Twins. Target Field, Minneapolis. Big yellow thing postponed. Double check that for me, Colin. A. Would you please? I want to get to. The, uh, the Heyman tweet changed everything. Everybody knew it was uh, canceled because of potential rioting. It wasn't canceled because, you know, the, the, a 20-year-old guy got shot by a cop. They were afraid. And, and you're right. They, they don't like the look of it either, the look of it having a game when there's smoke coming out of some burning building down the street. So they canceled it, but it's a bad look and a bad precedent for Major League Baseball to make these decisions based on, you know, the low, the civil unrest. So, Again, if it happens today, you don't play. What about tomorrow? What about when there's a charge against the cop? What about when there's a trial? What about when Derek Chauvin, you know, gets, uh, there's a verdict coming in. Do you play that day? I mean, it just sets a bad precedent, but everyone yeah, but knows. But Jerry, baseball. to me, it, re it reminds me of the beginning of the pandemic last year when first we were closing uh, bars for this capacity during these hours and then these hours, then more restaurants. And then we just went over the cliff and everything was closed. It like I wouldn't be shocked right. if somehow baseball can't get out of its own way and the, the whole thing comes to a grinding halt. Nothing hey, would that, surprise me that, anymore. Yeah, today's still on. Today's okay, I'm, I swear to God, I'm looking at the website. I, I guess I'll look. What, what, what are you looking at? Redsox.com. Yeah, I'm on Redsox.com. Just confirming it. Yep. Well, then this is wrong. This is MSN Sports, Microsoft News Sports, and it says two ten postponed but we'll see uh it, it might happen what the, what time does the red sox game say it's the red sox say their game starts their game starts at 2 10 eastern time today and is it martin perez versus J. hap uh i don't know it does actually on their red sox preview it doesn't say the starters today unfortunately yet so really? not sure yes yeah, not sure uh, but whatever i wouldn't be surprised let me let me tell you you know you talked about my old radio station and how disappointing it is let me tell you about one of my former uh 
uh, publications, the Boston Herald, which never ceased. I mean, it's just so disappointing. There's just such a great opportunity for a feisty tabloid. The New York Post has certainly uh, thrived in this uh, in these crazy times, but the, the Herald is just it's just so disappointing. Here's your headline from yesterday's Red Sox story, and they tweeted it, this headline out. And it's this clown, Mastronato, who, uh, you know, who's, every day he uses the Herald to audition for a job at the Globe. He's just a complete pinhead, you know, woke liberal a-hole that, uh, uh, you know, that, that I don't even know why he's, why they still employ him. It doesn't really, he doesn't do anything different from what you get from the Globe or any other website. I don't know why anyone would ever buy the paper to read their Red Sox coverage. But anyway, here's the headline. Shattuck from Boston Herald just it says, can Alex Cora keep the Red Sox clubhouse together following ongoing racial injustice? Question mark. That's the headline. <laughs> and by the way, the tweet and the story refers to uh, more ongoing racial injustice. And I mean, I understand if that's, uh, you know, a columnist, I guess the nation's ongoing issues with racial injustice. What are you talking about, Jason Mastrano? I mean, it's it's literally literally no evidence of anything racial. So you, because you're so concerned with the community and the you know the kids in the in the you know in the inner city, you're going to make up. You're going to uh, 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 create this notion, this this myth that she was motivated by race, just because you know, Derek. I mean, because uh, Dante Wright was black and she was white. That's racial injustice. I mean, that's quite a leap, and it's totally irresponsible, and it's—I think—it's wrong, and it's embarrassing to, to see that in the Boston Herald today. But hey, everybody's uh, everyone's chasing. Well, everyone's chasing he's done some good work, Eric. though, Jerry. He's done some good work. Remember last week, he caught uh, a couple of fans with their masks partially down. Oh, that's right. That's right. Them out. Not a great look. He tweeted out when he about the people in the stands. And, and the Red Sox probably got them, tracked them down, kicked them out, banned them for life. <laughs> banned them for life. Did you know the Red Sox had the biggest Black Lives Matter banner in the whole world? You should know that, Shattuck. But I think uh, that's well. Is that theirs, or is that is that the one that belongs to John Rosenfield or um, the guy, the guns right guy, rights guy? Well, I, is that his bigger? Be. Is his bigger? I don't know. <laughs> I I don't think anyone's got a bigger one than the Boston Red Sox. They're just the biggest. They care the most. They care the most. They care so much that they're not going to donate to Little League anymore because there are too many boys in Little League. Where the the hell is that story? I've only heard that in your show. I cannot believe that that is not national news. The Herald had it. It wasn't that clown Mastrano, but it was someone else who did it. But uh, one one more item from uh, Brooklyn Center before we move on to uh, Julian Edelman and and uh, in the White House here. But they fired the city manager because he said that she, the cop, Kimberly Potter, deserved due process. He got fired by the mayor. That's how crazy this is. <laughs> and I saw somebody predicting the police chief, who I thought handled himself well under the circumstances, will be fired by the end of the week. The mayor has no tolerance for due process or even yes. asking any more questions. She's evil. She's fired. She's criminal. He's, you know, a, yes. a innocent saint. You know, let's start negotiating the settlement. Let's make sure we pay him and let's not have any voices of, uh, you know, dissent here. Or So, so the, uh, and apparently this city manager had a really good record. I saw a story where everyone was saying he's been great for the city. 
All he did was say, I want to, before we, you know, con uh, prosecute her or before we, you know, throw her to the wolves, let's have a due process. They said, we will have none of that. No. You're gone. That is part You're of gone. the, that is part of the tone deaf provision of the new woke laws. And for, by the way, I think he's for black. Year. I think he's a, the, he's the, still tone deaf. If you're tone deaf, you've got to go, Jerry. You can ask uh, speaking uh, of Dave about that. Speaking of tone deaf, I want to get to the, uh, the White House outreach to, uh, you know the outreach to uh, the the good old boys, uh, the out, the White House, who says they're not trying to uh, reach across the aisle. They're reaching out to uh, to the rednecks. That's and and I think it's going to be very effective. I want to mention. I want to talk about Shea Concrete, and then we'll get to uh, the uh, the end of Julian Edelman's career and the White House attempts to uh, reach out to uh, Bubba. They want to reach out to Bubba and all the other good old boys. But let me tell you about Shake Concrete. First of all, this is for you homeowners and home builders. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs for any home available in concrete, or you can customize your steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. You do nothing. You sit there. You can watch them work. Watch out the windows. They work. Get rid of those old steps. Bring in the new steps. And you know what happens? Right away, your house is worth more, and it looks better. It's the perfect spring project. It's not really an expense. It's an investment in your home and a good one. Trust me on this. You can learn more about Shea's <clears throat> concrete, precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com or just stop in to one of their four state-of-the-art facilities all over New England. That is shakeconcrete.com. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. All right, before we get to uh, Julian Edelman, do you have this... Um tweet from the white house they they uh what was the, the three they, they reached out in three ways to try to get stubborn rednecks to vaccinate to get vaccinated <laughs> now me being a stubborn redneck i thought they were trying to um you know reach out to me to to get through to me i didn't see any of these they were on uh what is it the the greatest catch the three the things deadliest catch the deadliest catch deadliest catch Looks like a cool show. I've never really watched it. Um, country music television, CMT. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a country music guy, but I'm I'm, I'm not a big uh, viewer of country music television. And what was it, NASCAR, the third thing? Exactly. Yes. So <clears throat> those three things are the way they've decided to reach out to Redneck America. And it just seems like uh, the, it seems like nobody in the White House, which is no surprise, even has a clue what you know who these people are and what the, yeah no. i think they're in the fishing in nashcar and country music yeah let's do it let's, let's i assume let's, uh yeah and hee-haw i assume is on there as well and uh <laughs> he still grand old opry and uh but uh, uh i don't know maybe it is effective i can't imagine that um i see i personally don't think any redneck you know, old redneck good old boys are going to get vaccinated until they can see 
Sean Hannity get vaccinated. That's, that's the way right. I that's right. That's right. I love, I love that too. You got Jen Psaki saying, "Yes, <clears throat> we've got, we've made incursions into where what the idiot hayseeds watch, and we're running PSAs. It's th- th- these people, if they see a PSA from this White House condescending to them, I know half the reason that Trump had support is that he he wasn't condescending to them. He didn't look down on on them. You know, these people are they're smarter than they get credit for, and for the these know-it-all freaking coastal elites to run spots in their commercials. Give me a freaking break. Uh, it, it's like when Biden says, wear a mask. He said, it's not political. Wear a mask. And I'm thinking 97% of the people already wearing masks and the 3% who aren't are never, ever going to listen to you, Joe. I'm, I can right. you. Even if they were thinking of wearing a mask. Well, they- what's the nicest thing they ever say about the right and Trump voters? The nicest thing they ever say is, well, they like Trump and they like conservatism because they've noticed their neighborhoods changing. They've noticed that that store at the corner, it's no longer run by a white guy. Now an Indian guy might be running it or there's now more black people playing with the kids. And and then they said and they say, well, that bothers them. That scares them and leaves them threatened. And that's the nicest thing they say is that we're that Trump people are worried about race and race, you know, the race demographics. Are, every desk, every last one of them is race hustlers. Everything, yeah. everything they do, everything they say is just race. They they want racial division. They they need racial division. It's like their currency. Uh, we're also looking for we've run PSAs on the deadliest catch. We're engaged with NASCAR and country music TV. We're looking for a range of creative ways to get directly connected to white conservative communities <laughs> the deadliest catch and we don't see why we don't see why they don't trust us she says as they pull the johnson and johnson vaccine right the one that fauci was cheerleading for just yesterday yay yay you're yeah, gonna have- i know i know you're vaccinated because you know you had uh, you know, a little weight issue and you mm-hmm. didn't want to take any chances and uh, colin ain's vaccinated because he's a freaking hypochondriac who waited two and a half hours to get a shot, even though he's 30 years old and thin um, and not vulnerable at all. See, well, I'm I waiting. I had an appointment. So, you know, even though it was late, I had an appointment. Did you really stand in line for two and a half hours? At a CVS. With what did you do in line for two and a half? Did you have a phone? And also, yeah, I had my phone. So I was on Twitter and it was in and out of service. So it was it was an ugly situation for me at that I point. I mean, I would say, I think I'd, if I were you, I'd rather get the virus than wait two and a half hours in line. I mean, you'd probably be through it in two and a half you, hours. Sir, Jerry, do you, can you imagine how excited Colin is about having a vaccine passport. Oh, I tweeted it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to have it laminated. Oh, yeah. In the sticker. He definitely, you definitely took a selfie. There's no way you didn't take a selfie. You're right. I took a sticker. I did. Selfie and a sticker. Um, um, I'm I'm on the fence because, um, A, I, I, you know, if Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson get the vaccine, then I will. If they don't, I don't know. But to me, I trust Fauci. I believe in Fauci. He's our <laughs> leading expert. And every time I think about getting vaccinated, he said, essentially, he says, what's the point? What's the point? He says, you can get vaccinated, but you can't leave your house. You can't go to restaurants. You can't fly. You just got to stay home and socially distance and wash your hands. So I say, well, Dr. Fauci, he's the man, right? He's the man. He's led this whole effort, and he knows what he's talking about. And it used to be these anti-vaxxers were crazy, like Robert Kennedy Jr. or uh, Jenny McCarthy. But now the biggest anti-vaxxer in America is Dr. Anthony Fauci, who says, what what changes after you get vaccinated? Nothing. So I said, 
Jerry, and the left always asks the question the same way. The, uh, uh, they lead him, and he drools when they ask him the question. And listen to how they, they ask the question and how he answers. Eating and drinking indoors in restaurants and bars, is that okay now? No, it's still not okay for the simple reason that the level of infection, the dynamics of infection in the community are still really disturbingly high. Like just yesterday, there were close to 80,000 new infections, and we've been hanging around 60, 70, 75,000. So if you're not vaccinated, please get vaccinated as soon as vaccine becomes available to you. And if you are vaccinated, Please remember that you still have to be careful and not get involved in crowded situations, particularly indoors where people are not wearing masks. He doesn't get to say what's okay and what's not okay. Amazing. Like he thinks that's his domain to say whether you should go into a restaurant with a vet va- when you're vaccinated. It's just, I mean, honest to God, the, the idea that we want everyone to get vaccinated but you're not really going to get to do anything you're not already doing is so dumb. He's such a bad spokesman. He's such a bad, you know, front man for this whole effort. Everybody knows he's just an egomaniac who, who roots for the virus because it makes him important. And the day the virus is gone is the saddest day in this old man's life. He, he just, he'll be, he, he will be like calling Jake Tapper and, 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 and he's going to say, you sure you don't need me? It's like the anniversary of the virus. Yeah, sure. I'm available if you need me. I'll come in if you need me. He'll be just waiting. He you is know. addicted to the green room food now in all of these places. <laughs> and, and you know what? They, they, these health people have beclowned themselves so much because you've got Walensky, who had an impending sense of doom, remember, last week, right. and she was really scared. And then two days later, she was all happy because the vaccine was working. She is... Uh, waffled both sides when she said that teachers can teach without being vaccinated they threw her into a van and they re-educated her and she was saying that in her personal capacity i mean these this are the cdc and our healthcare bureaucracies were so freaking unprepared for what is exactly their charter that it's incredible and they've been just playing catch up and blame games games ever since they should they freaking uh, they dropped the ball on this in such a. They are. They uh, grabbed the gun instead of the taser on a much bigger level, and th- for them now to be telling us that we need to believe them, it's they have. They are. They have zero credibility. Nobody, nobody believe. Nobody listens to them. Nobody. Everyone knows they're just political hacks. The CDC now. The CDC, and I believe that stands for Center for Disease Control, is now saying we need money to fight racism because racism is a public health threat. What, what the hell are you talking? You're supposed to be doing diseases. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to have people that are have these advanced scientific science degrees from MIT telling us about diseases. About you, you say we need money for to fight racism. That's not your. Leave that. No. To, leave that to the crazies in Congress we talked about. That's not your job, Doctor Walensky or Doctor Fauci. I mean, they're just out of control. They're self-importance. They're just just so full of themselves. I don't know what they're all going to do when this uh, pandemic is over, when thanks to Donald Trump's vaccine, we, we get through this. But they, we've, we've gotten a good glimpse of what they're all about, and it's all can, about their own celebrity, their own importance. Can you imagine having – you've had cancer, Jerry. If, having a serious disease and having a doctor say, we're going to fight your cancer through a lens of climate justice and social justice. Right, right. <laughs> no. so get the freak out of here. 
<laughs> do your job. Yeah. Um, well, I, I I know we've talked about it, you've talked about it, and uh, everyone has. But we got to do the Steltler thing because it's so amazing, <laughs> and he's such a clown. And you had a great column on Substack. If you haven't been following, uh, 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 Tom Shattuck on Substack. What is it? Tom Shattuck slash so? dot Substack dot com. Yes, you read it. He 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 um gives himself a special dispensation to fat shame because he he and Steltler do have something in common. But you did a nice job of pointing out what an absolute clown he is. This is a leading voice on CNN, a leading voice on the left. And what he said the other day, we can play it, but it's it's almost <laughs> too much to believe. He talked about TV people, these 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 uh, virtue signaling egomaniacs like Jim Acosta, doing you know tweeting out the video or the photos of them getting the vaccine. And every time I see it, I say, what the hell are you getting it for? Jim Acosta, I mean, he's obviously a doughy load, but he's not really, <laughs> he's in his what, 40, 50 maybe? I mean, he's, he's not. 49, I think. 49. So is that, does that mean everybody over 65, every single person in the country has been vaccinated? Because if it mm -hmm. doesn't, what the hell business are these 49-year-olds what, what business do they, or like Ben Volan from the Globe, he's like in his 30s and he's bragging about getting the vaccine and showing you pictures. I'm saying, are you even eligible? Why are people, why do people think that's a good image that look at me, I'm 30 years old and I'm getting vaccinated. I got a, a senior uh, assisted living place next to me until everyone in there is vaccinated. I don't feel right. And it's nothing virtuous. It just doesn't feel right to be cutting a line ahead of them. So no. Brian Stellar, who's in his 30s, even though he looks like he's about 60. <laughs> Brian Stellar, if you don't know what it is, he's the human potato. He's Humpty Dumpty. There's a million nicknames. He is a, a an absolute clown. And he does a thing the other day on where are all the selfies from Fox News people getting vaccinated? It was an, almost too much to believe. It's really important to see all these TV anchors, personalities showing themselves getting the shot. We've seen a lot of vaccine selfies from lots of folks at lots of different networks. Uh, it's been really inspiring to see. You know, the Today Show even brought the, 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 the co-hosts outside for a live group vaccination this week. And Rachel Maddow on Friday on MSNBC talked about how she was really fearful of the needle, really worried about it. And yet it was important to get the shot. And she did. And there she is talking about it on air. So. I say all of that to make the following point. Where are Tucker and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram? Where is Ainsley Earhart and Steve Ducey and Brian Kilmeade? Where are the biggest stars on Fox getting vaccinated? I get it's a personal choice. I get that's between, you know, the hosts and their healthcare provider. But everybody else is doing it, right, Matt? I mean, all across television, all these anchors are, are rolling up their sleeves. Why do you think we haven't seen the biggest stars on Fox News get vaccinated or show us their vaccine selfies? <laughs> His guess that must have been almost like almost too much to believe. That is incredible. First of all, who knows if they've gotten it? Maybe they're not eligible. Maybe they don't going to wait. Maybe they're like me. They're waiting to make sure every old person gets it done. Maybe they're not worried about you know getting uh, the, the coronavirus at this point because they're careful and they're and they're not you know, going out in, in vulnerable situations, whatever. Maybe they have their reasons, first of all. Secondly, who the hell gets inspired when you see <laughs> Brian Stellar or Jim Acosta 
getting an injection in their arm on Twitter inspired? Is there one person who says, I was on the fence, I wasn't necessarily going to get vaccinated, but Brian Steltler and Jim Acosta and Rachel Maddow did it. I guess I'll do it. That's that's what he thinks, that he's inspiring other people. I want to meet the person inspired to get a shot because Chris Hayes did. I want to meet that person. <laughs> you know, I, it looks like Chris Hayes, because Chris Hayes is about 30. And what the hell right. is he getting shot for? Are we done? Is every 65, 70 year old done? Right. No, nobody's like, hey, am I going to get a colonoscopy because Lou Dobbs got one? It's the like people who act like that. People aren't inspired like that. It's just horse bleep. It's a horse bleep segment he did. Obviously, he's a moron. The guest must have been horrified that he had to, you know, indulge in this conversation. <laughs> but also, there's nothing noble about getting a vaccine. There's nothing to brag about. It's it's just like people who have the I voted sticker. You didn't do anything special. There was nothing. If you do the pan mass challenge for charity, you've done something, a little something. You know, that you can take a selfie for that because that kicks yeah, your ass. Done, That's I've hard. Done that. I've, done, I've, I've bragged about that. I've put up <laughs> selfies. I found yes. you inspiring, Jerry. But so, yes. but, yeah. but to get a vaccine, to go down, for, if you're the Today Show, down to the street where the little people are and show them, you guys, we'll show the idiots that if we can do it and we're really important, those idiots can do it too. So we'll go down to the street level so some of them will see, they'll be witnesses to see us do this. And then we'll feel really proud of ourselves. There's, there's pictures of the Today Show hosts, including Al Roker, who to me, Jerry, will always be fat. He can get as skinny as he wants to. He's always well, one of my. He's, at least he's older and vulnerable. And, and right, but and Roker and, and Hoda Pippa, whatever her name is, Hoda and the other four in Carson Daly, all are holding their vaccine passports. Are you know, really? in the superhero pose. What? Why are you showing off? There's that's not a a a feat. Yeah, of strength. Meanwhile, meanwhile, there's some eighty year old, you know, World War II, ninety year old World War II vet behind Cullinane in line waiting with their cane and their walker and Cullinane's like uh, proud of himself because he boxed them out and got his vaccine. It's uh, <laughs> all well and good. Good. Get your vaccine. But what do you care if I do it? You know, that's what I would say to Steltler. Yeah. And you Steltler should be ashamed. Why do you care if Tucker Carlson did it? If you did it. Well, that's you, what, that's what Gutfeld responded with, right? Gutfeld got a shot. He just said it wasn't made for TV. That's oh, all. That's right. He did. Yeah. yeah. Which was kind of disappointing. Gutfeld is in good shape and he's not, well, maybe he's got some condition, but he said he got his shot, but he wasn't bragging about it, and we shouldn't be. I don't. I don't get. I don't find it inspiring when some spindly arm uh, doughboy <laughs> like uh, like Jim Acosta says, "Look at me." Remember, he had the T-shirt on that said all yeah. the things yes. covered. He was bragging. I mean, it's just an ego trip for these people. They're whatever. But Stelter is good. He provides comic relief, so we appreciate it. All right, let's get to uh, Julian Edelman. What are your thoughts, Shattuck, on Julian Edelman? Hall of Famer or no? <clears throat> Well, he's not going to be eligible for the Hall of Fame, Jerry, because he'll be paying, playing for your Tampa Bay football Buccaneers. Yeah. There we go. Next that year. was everyone's first reaction was, uh-oh, he's going to Tampa. But then I'll we found out, and I, I, think we've, I think we got the uh, story. Mike Giardi from NFL Network had it. His knee is a mess. It is bone on bone. He's going to need a knee replacement. There's nothing left to do in terms of surgery. They did him a favor by releasing him from his contract and get this injury settlement. Um, he had an amazing career, incredible overachiever, obviously great, great chemistry with another overachiever and Tom Brady, a, a, the toughest, I, I put him at 1A as the toughest uh, Patriot I think I've ever seen. Welker's right there, 1B, and mm -hmm. Troy Brown's not far behind. These guys, 
as I tweeted, Tom Brady required his receivers to do one thing above all others. It's go over the middle. Go in those dangerous places where Vontae's perfect might remove your head. Ryan Clark or Cam Chancellor might just end your career. And nobody did it with more guts, more consistently, more production than Edelman. Um, obviously, Welker was great, but Edelman won. Edelman won three Super Bowls. Welker won none. He's not a Hall of Famer. It's not even a serious debate discussion. He didn't have enough production. You know how many Pro Bowls? He was a Super Bowl MVP. Do you know how many Pro Bowls Julian Edelman made? Six Pro Bowls, Julian. Be, be, he never did, right? That would be zero. Yeah. Zero. I'm, I'm not sure how many uh, Hall of Famers never made a Pro Bowl, but it doesn't matter. He was there in the big moments. As Brady tweeted, as Brady Instagrammed out, You know, he was super clutch and super tough, and he had the greatest catch I've ever seen. Period. Yeah. That one against the Falcon when he was like, I caught it. I caught it. That one was just amazing. He had a number of catches and a number of times where he got drilled. And you said, how the hell is he getting up from that? And he just kept getting up and playing on. We all know his story. A college quarterback, seventh round pick, turned out to be a stud, a winner, a, 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 a Patriots Hall of Famer for sure. I'm not sure. Uh, you know that he wanted it to end this way. Probably, you know, you know, he can't. He's walking away. I guess he's limping away. And I always wonder with guys like Wilker and Edelman how they're going to be. You know, when they're my age, or you know, even if they're fifty, are they going to be paying the price even then? Because they took so many hits, and uh, they had just such, you know, big balls. That's what I'll remember about Edelman. Big balls. What do you think? And, what do you think he does next, Jerry? What do you think he does next? Because good question. He's smart and he's good looking, obviously, and he's very media savvy, as you know from his social media. He took his cues from Brady, and he had a little social media team. But I'm telling you what, he got. I heard a couple of people. I was watching NFL Network this morning, and they were talking about it. Is he could teach a lot of people, and not just in sports, how to handle things in this cancel culture era? Because two guys were uh, got in trouble for anti-Semitic things, including Deshaun um, Jackson, who was over-the-top anti-Semitic. It wasn't just some dumb slur that he blurted out playing video games, which is the story from Myers Leonard. Two guys both said anti-Semitic things, and he reached out to them, said, let's have lunch, let's talk. You know, he, he, they probably don't know a lot of Jewish guys. Edelman was proudly Jewish and said, and he handled it beautifully. And it's too bad more people don't handle it like him. Don't just say, fire them, cancel them, destroy them. He said, let's talk. Maybe you can learn a little something about the Jewish people and 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 maybe you'll come away a better person. And I think he did that for them. He, you know, helped me through them a light. I mean, Myers Leonard is still, I believe, unemployed, but he um, you know, he helped them, helped them in this in this point where they were, you know, drowning in, mm -hmm. in the court of public opinion, they were uh, getting bombarded. And he said, let's do lunch. He just handled it great. Very smart. It's a good question. Whatever he does, it'll have something to do with being on TV or, you know, because he's good looking guy. He's not, like, he's not like that. He's not a tier. Like he's not in that uh, well-known. I mean, he's well-known, but he's not like that upper echelon of athlete that you think, okay, it's a lock that he's going to do X because he's so well known so Fox will take a chance on him. He's savvy. We tell him up here, but it's I, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Maybe a, maybe an NFL network kind of thing or uh, you know, something he'll be He certainly could. Jerry, you went back to cancel culture. Remember, this is the guy whose career was almost over uh, and finished 
after being falsely accused of groping a woman. Right. This guy was done. Remember, the, the talk at that point was that he's gone. He's going to get booted, and we, we weren't going to have this. And he wasn't even that good at that point in his career. True. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, thank God for videotaping that one because he would have been finished, which was also just a, a good insight into how terrible people can be, especially good liberal uh, people. Maybe he'll be like a, a Zolak or like a Fourier and stick around and do radio, do TV around here because Patriots fans adore him. Yep. Like I said, Patriots – you know, Belichick adores him. He'll be a Patriot Hall of Famer. He'll be a legendary Patriot. Never played for anybody else. Obviously, that's rare in this day and age. Even when he was a free agent, Patriots said, go out and see what you can get. And there was nothing out there because he, his chemistry with Brady, the, the Brady, the trust Brady had in him was his best attribute. And it just didn't translate somewhere else. So he belonged here. He stayed here. Yeah. He made good money. Never made, you know, ridiculous like Sammy Watkins money. But he made enough, so he's he's fine. And and you're right; he'll probably be on his net worth is 25 million. So I think he'll be okay. Yeah, right. he, well, he, he, he more than anybody probably humanized Bill Belichick a lot too. They had a very true. like friendly friendly banter, and he exposed that more than a Brady and Gronk did. So he it was uh, you know so it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And those those responses out of Belichick and Kraft were. Pretty remarkable. Like they, they but if you if you if you go back and listen to like the the mic'd up versions of the twenty eight to three game, Edelman was on frigging fire, super motivated, yep. over the top positive. He was freaking like oh, it was almost like an emotional overdose of enthusiasm throughout that game when they were getting killed. He was acting like they were winning twenty eight to three. I mean, somebody that super motivated. What do they usually do when they get on the outside world? If you're that like jacked up in in well, in, he we know he hung out with Brady and he went to to the um whatever the the the, the motivational thing with Brady that we talked oh, about no. <clears throat> with Tony That's Robbins. Yeah, so he's. He, he yeah. does, you know, the, the one one criticism, which was mostly just, uh, you know, good fun, was that he was Brady's little brother and followed in Brady's foots and tried to do everything Brady did. That's not such a bad way to go about it, though, when you think about how dedicated Brady was to to the game. And, and it worked. It worked for Edelman. Had a good 12-year mm. career for a guy who took that many hits. It was never going to last forever. He was never yeah. going to be, you know, 42 years old and running – you know, uh, patterns over the middle, catching balls over the middle. It wasn't going to last. It, it just like it didn't for for Wes Welker. Uh, that's not uh, a long term thing. But he did okay, and uh, he'll he'll do okay post and post his playing. Two guys, career. Brady and Edelman, two guys who were blessed by being underrated and as they felt disrespected. Yep, two two handsome guys too. Two very handsome. Two very guys. handsome guys, and you will see Julian Edelman playing for those Tampa Bay football. You will, yeah, you think next year? Correct. Strong prediction. I think he. I think he wish. I, he would like to. Unfortunately, I don't think his body or his, his knee will allow it. But uh, congratulations to Edelman, uh, the second most playoff receptions ever behind a guy named Jerry Rice, and obviously Super Bowl MVP and three rings. But when you stack up his regular season numbers. He's not even close to, you know, uh, Heinz Ward or, you know, Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt. There's a lot of guys that uh, would go in ahead of him. And when the Super Bowl, when the Hall of Fame voters sit down, they look at those things. Patriots fans look at rings as they should, but Hall of Fame voters, all the, the Peter Kings and those guys are going to look at those regular season numbers and the Pro Bowls and the touchdowns and Edelman's just don't stack up. But so what? He didn't. He won a lot. He had a great time. And. He is uh, his legend. His his 
reputation is pretty secure here in New England. So oh, congrats you, to Jules. But watch him next year, Jerry. He's congrats, be congrats to Tom Shattuck on another fine effort on Substack. Like I said, you can read about you can read about him poking fun at his fellow. Uh, Thank you, Jerry. Large, Fat. husky, uh, <laughs> big body, big boned individual. Um, uh, you can't. I can't get enough mocking and ridiculing of Brian Stutler. Right. I know I know it's easy, but he just he he just can't mock him enough. He's like a real life, you know, Costanza. You know, he's, he's just in the, the screenshots that Tucker Carlson uses when he calls him a eunuch, he's when, got this milk toast sneer that just doesn't do him any favors. When he's at the the computer with his pants he, he did his <laughs> Zoom call with no pants on yeah. and he's got like red socks on and his underwear and he just looks ridiculous and maybe he's okay with it, but we should thank him for providing us some fine entertainment because, boy, is he a clown. But good job on that, Substack, uh, Shattuck, and good job today. We will talk to you again soon. Uh, thanks to uh, Jay Concrete and Alec Paving at DCU and Pluto TV, and thanks to you, Colin Ain. What else? What else? Anything? Nothing crazy. You see the Texans are officially uh, part, but not officially like actual football, but they are deleting Deshaun Watson from all from the right. from everything. Yeah. That boy, and that is the right move. And once we're done with all this rioting and stuff, we'll get back to Deshaun Watson because his troubles are not going away. Of course, uh, he's no Britt Reed. Andy Reed's uh, son uh, has been formally charged. The details are coming out. He was going 84 miles an hour on an on-ramp with a blood alcohol level of what point one one three, And when he hit the two cars... Uh, injured young Ariel who still can't walk or talk. Um, he's facing one to seven years in prison because she's alive. I mean, if she were not, he'd be in much bigger trouble, but he's going to prison and the chief's organization is going to have to write a big, big check to Ariel's family. And they should, because we believe everyone believed that, uh, Britt Reed was drinking at the facility. And I know it's not, you know, a father's, you, know, you don't blame the father for everything a son did, but if he's on the job because of dad and he's drinking on the job and he's driving 84 miles an hour, you know, after drinking and, and after the troubles he's had in the past, the, uh, the uh, chiefs have to take some responsibility here. And I assume that will come in the form of a big check to, to the family and uh, we'll see, but he's going to jail. He's going to prison and he ain't coaching again anytime soon, but Anyway, we'll, we'll follow that story as well, and we'll stay on top of uh, all this. We'll give you an update tomorrow. We'll give, we'll give an riot update on the, on the peaceful protesting every day as we move forward. But uh, thanks for listening. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Yo, it's Robert Ory, and we're always bringing you the best upbeat sports conversations and the biggest guests we can track down on the Big Shot Bob podcast. One of the best ever, John Sally, is with us. John didn't realize that the real killer was Robert Ory. I said it a lot. <laughs> I said it, didn't I, Rob? I was like, yeah. the quiet one is the one you better watch out for. He don't get mad at anything. Uh-oh, something's up. <laughs> and don't miss the show on Wednesday the 31st as we talk to Lakers president, Jeannie Buss. Subscribe now everywhere you get your podcast, and leave us a rating and review to be featured on the show.
And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure... Jim. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air. I need to try it first. Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica. ¿Será que la nueva Coca-Cola Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? Descúbrela. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.